Hello and welcome. My name is Michael Dugan and this is The Change Code, a podcast empowering people to master change. This episode is how to leverage pain. Pain is the great persuader. Life will keep on giving you lessons until you learn them. And if you don't learn them, life will keep on giving you the same lesson until you do learn it. So what does that statement say? It says that people create or recreate the same problems over and over and over and over and over again until finally it gets so painful that they change. And oftentimes human beings, we run from pain, we will do whatever we can to avoid pain at all cost. And there's no avoiding it. There's no running from it. You are going to have pain in your life, especially now with everything that's going on on the planet. There's going to be nonstop, at a minimum, frustration of constant change. But then there's going to be bigger pains that occur as we go through life. Some simple ones are, are divorce or losing your job. Yes, simple ones. Or somebody dying of cancer to more complex ones like the collapse of the society or the collapse of the weather system or the global Gulf current stream and things like that. <laughs> so there's there's lots of pain for us to leverage. But leverage, when you think about a lever and you think about the power of a lever and you have the fulcrum and then you have the stick and then you have this amount of leverage, you can use pain in your life and leverage it for change. The whole basis of the book, The Best Breakup of Your Life, is that when a human being goes through a breakup, that's an opportunity to leverage the pain. Sometimes I jokingly say the divorce diet is the most effective diet because you know you're going to go back out in the market and you don't want to be alone and you feel the sadness of losing your partner. So you all of a sudden miraculously get into shape, miraculously drop all the weight, miraculously never stop looking better because you're actually leveraging that pain to get in shape. When you can leverage pain in any way you want to. You can leverage pain to learn something new. You can leverage pain to become a more conscious human being. You can leverage pain to, if you will, take yourself into new action. And that's what I'm talking about with leveraging pain. That you have the ability, if you choose to, to leverage the pain that you have currently in your life or that you might even have in your life in the future. The other day I was talking about fear. In fact, as a sales teacher, trainer, I talk a lot about fear is what disables or stops salespeople in their tracks. And ultimately, it's the fear of rejection. But when I talk about fear, I talk about the definition of it being anticipation of pain. And I go into emotional habits like how some people can be habitually angry, some people can be habitually depressed, some people can be habitually anxious, if you will. So now they have these habitual emotions that are future-based because remember, fear is the anticipation of pain. So what we're doing is we're constantly thinking about these horrible things that could happen to us in our future. And what we're oftentimes undoing is unconsciously creating them without knowing that we're creating them. Well, fear by itself is not a problem. That's the term healthy fear. There's healthy fear and then there's automated fear that's simply a pattern of emoting that we have every day that basically looks for a trigger to cue the emotion as opposed to the emotion getting cued by a trigger 
If I'm afraid or anxious every day, I'm going to find something to get anxious about to satisfy this habit. And then we have healthy fear where you can utilize the fear and leverage that fear, the pain. Remember, fear is anticipation of pain. So you're using this fear, but you're making it healthy. And what you're doing is you're using this possibility in the future. Now, this is wisdom, everybody. This is wisdom. You're using this possibility in my future. I am going to utilize it and leverage it to get new self-discipline that I've never had before, to get new growth that I've never had before, to have the ability to prepare myself in ways that I haven't prepared myself before. Oftentimes, people, they don't prepare for certain things, maybe because of procrastination or whatever reason. And what I found in my life is I've never regretted too much preparation but I have most certainly regretted not enough preparation. And from my perspective, when my brain is predicting something that might happen in the future, first of all, is all of my past experiences and whatever sort of wisdom I've acquired because of these past experiences is saying, Michael, you might want to pay attention to this. Michael, up in the future, this could happen and you might want to make sure that this does not happen. So at this point, this fear, this predictive mechanism of my consciousness that's designed to keep me alive is predicting things that could happen in my future, which, remember, the self-preservation system of the, of the human brain is one of the highest, if not the highest, highest priority is to keep you alive. So it's going to be a sentinel looking for mathematical probabilities that might happen. Emphasis on the word might happen. And my job is to make sure that it doesn't happen. And perhaps your job is to make sure that it doesn't happen. And so with self-awareness, with consciousness, now in the last couple podcasts I've been saying with consciousness comes capabilities. Or I would say awareness is the first key to change. And when you're aware that you feel fear, now you can make it healthy. But if you're not aware that you're afraid, you don't even know that you're afraid. You're just afraid. And your magnetics or your frequency is afraid. Your quantum physics, what you think about is what you bring about. What you expect is what you get is is helping to, if you will, create what you're afraid of. And just your basic perceptual nature is magnifying things to be afraid about because you're not aware of it. So awareness is critical for me if you want to leverage, if you want to leverage pain for your growth, leverage pain for your advancement. And awareness is the first step. Awareness is the first step to pain. Awareness is the first step to leveraging pain. But then you have to make a decision once you're aware that you're afraid of something. And this is where you you decide that I'm going to use this pain and I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to use this divorce and going to grow from it. I'm going to use this sickness and grow from it. I'm going to use this body pain and I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to go ahead and use what's going on with the government and grow from it. I'm going to use what's going on on the planet and I'm going to grow from it. I am going to utilize this pain and I'm going to leverage growth in my consciousness, leverage growth in my capabilities as a human being. And so that's, first you want to be aware of it and then you're going to decide. 
Am I going to use this pain to grow from it, become wiser, become more empowered? Or am I just going to go ahead and just dwell on this pain and let it lower my frequency or maybe create what I'm afraid of? And then accepting it, accepting what you're afraid of is, is the third step. So first we have awareness, the first key to change, and then you decide that you want to leverage this pain and then you accept it. And this is where I would say acceptance is the second key to change. Because if you're not accepting it, does anybody remember what the opposite of acceptance is? You're resisting it. And the statement with resistance is what you resist, what rhymes with resist, persist. What you resist persists. So when you're resisting it, it persists. But when you accept it, what happens is there's this pure flow of acceptance. And you want to see what you're afraid of for what it really is, but you don't want to make it worse than it is, and you want to and you want to uncreate it. So my belief system is that I am constantly co-creating my reality. Well, you can uncreate things in your reality. You could fire a friend. You could say that's uncreating a friend. And you could create a friend. You could go out and find a friend and go out and market and socialize. So we can co-create our reality. and We can uncreate things. This is my belief system now. Remember, keep your mind open. It's a sign of intelligence. We can uncreate things in our reality also. And we can uncreate things that we're afraid of. Remember, fear is anticipation of pain that we think will bring us pain in our future. And for me, this is wisdom. And worst case scenario, say that you go through this pain anyway, you can leverage that pain present time to make yourself grow and make yourself better. And leveraging pain, because I understand that my psychology wants comfort. My psychology wants certainty. My psychology doesn't want to necessarily want the aggravation of learning, the frustration of learning, the frustration of rewiring my brain. My psychology wants this comfort. But I also recognize that I have a job to do. And my job is to be the most conscious human being I can possibly be. Because within my consciousness is the consciousness of my family. Within my consciousness is the consciousness of the people I work with, the country I live in, and the planet I live in. If I want to make the world more conscious, all I have to do is make myself more conscious. And simultaneously for everything I previously listed, with consciousness comes capabilities. For me, I talk about connection being a form of love. I talk about acceptance being a form of love. When you accept somebody, you accept them the way they are and you don't want them to change. And you're not saying you could be better if you were this way, you'd be better. I'm just giving you unconditional acceptance. And that acceptance, love flows through the acceptance. Connection, when you accept something, you're connecting to it. And when you're connected to something, you love it. The more connected you are to somebody or something, the more you love that thing. The less connected you are to that person, place, or thing, the less you love that thing. So from my perspective, and this might seem harsh, might seem shocking, but simplistically it makes sense that if connection is love, what is separation?
hate. So when you want to keep something away from you, or a person away from you, separated from them, you could say you hate them. Now, as harsh as that sounds, if connection is love, separation is hate. If you want to keep this political party away from you, that's hate. If you want to keep this country away from you, that's hate. And when there's separation, there is no communication. And when there is connection, there is communication. When there's separation, I I shouldn't say there is no communication. There is a communication, but the communication does not flow as cohesively as when there's connection. When there's true connection, you have this harmony. And when there's separation, you have this disharmony and a different type of communication, this resistance communication. And it can aggravate itself and create more resistance. And so when you understand that, if it makes sense to you, like it makes sense to me, that you can leverage pain and first you have to be aware of it. And then you have to make a decision that you're going to use this pain to grow yourself. And then you accept it. And in accepting it, you're connecting with it and you're integrating it into your psychology and you're learning from it. And in this connection and this acceptance, you're learning to love pain. And this goes into deeper, if you will. It makes sense to me. Now, everybody has a different belief system. One of the basic tenets I teach and maintain is that everybody thinks they're right. It doesn't matter what religion you are, you probably think you're right. It doesn't matter if you're atheist, you probably think you're right. Agnostic, think you're right, and so on. Everybody thinks they're right. My belief system, I mean... I don't know what the truth is. I just know that I love people. I think love for me is a truth. And I think that being cohesive is a truth. And at the end of my life, do I just love the good experiences or do I love all the experiences? And which experiences grew me the most? Which experiences made me a better version of myself? And the experiences that when I'm going through them, the deaths and the divorces, I might not have liked, but perhaps I grew the most from them. So what if I can love or accept those experiences now or utilize those experiences right now or if I project in the future and I see them coming up in my near future, use them right now and leverage those moments to evolve myself, leverage those moments to become a more conscious human being, leverage those moments to be a more capable human being. Leveraging pain makes sense to me. When we go back to the game of life or kicking ass in the game of life and you look at life like it's a game or look at it like it's a video game, every experience is for your use and the painful experiences In my life, I want to leverage those painful experiences to make myself a better human being, a stronger human being. Leveraging pain. How to leverage pain. First, you have to be aware of it. And then you can make a decision to leverage it. Decide, number two. And then you accept it and bring it closer to you and you integrate with it. And in the integration and the connection, you're going to learn lessons about it It's going to change your vibration and change your frequency. Bring it closer to you instead of resisting it. Because when you resist it, that separation, and when you connect with it, 
when it's, it is love. The other day, somebody on Facebook said, what's the most important thing you've learned? And, and I wrote down a couple things before I finally just boiled it down to what I thought was the most important thing. They said, I think somebody had taught me, and I don't know where I learned this, but first I said, seek first to understand. And then I said, until you've walked a thousand miles in somebody else's shoes, you don't know what they've been through. Give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And then I got rid of all of those, and I said, love is the answer. And if you want to help the planet out right now, love. If you want to help anything out right now, your family, love. You want to help your workplace out, love. You want to help the politics in your country, love. For me, love is the answer. If you like this podcast, please rate it. Please subscribe to it. Please share it. I hope that you have a wonderful day, and I am sending you love.